Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful playing the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. So you finally chose your gown or your bridal outfit. Now it's time to accessorize. On today's episode, we'll discuss all the options you have to complete your wedding day look with our guest, Rebecca Somnitz, owner of Something White Bridal. Something White opened in 2010 and has been named one of the best bridal shops in the U.S. by Brides Magazine. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Before we get started talking all things accessories, tell us what made you decide to start Something White Bridal. Yeah, so I was living in Chicago at the time. I'm from Cleveland, but I moved to Chicago for a job, and I got engaged. And I know it sounds so cliche, but I was looking for a gown, and I was looking for something that was just a little different. I definitely wanted some sort of strap. I wanted something that was simple, and it was simple but still interesting. I think there's a a difference. And I couldn't find anything that I really loved, and me and one of my best friends at the time we were having brunch in Chicago and we were both kind of like, we should just start our own bridal shop. (laughs) And then we like got quiet and we were like, but we're kind of serious. And so we started planning and we did our business plan and it took about a year. And then she's from my hometown as well. So we both moved home and opened up something white in June of 2010. Happy 10-year anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) And it's crazy it's happening during a time of COVID, but it's such a great milestone. So kudos to you and kudos to your nod from Brides Magazine. Thanks. Yeah. It was such a surprise when we got the email a couple years ago because me and my business partner at the time, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, is this spam? (laughs) Is this legit? And so then we wrote back and called and yes, it was legit. And yeah, that was a big thing for us. That is fantastic. Yeah. So accessories, you know, pick out your wedding dress, your gown, Mm -hmm. your pantsuit, whatever your wedding look is. Where do you even begin to start figuring out how you should amplify it? Yeah. So what we do at my shop is we get our girls or our brides in their final like two gowns that they really, really like. And then we kind of doll them up. So we do their hair and then we start to ask them questions. Are you somebody who wears earrings? Um, Yes, I wear earrings. Okay. Do you think that you want to wear big earrings or do you tend to wear smaller earrings? So I always start with what you typically wear. Like if you don't ever wear earrings, you're not going to want to wear earrings on your wedding day. Like you want to be yourself, but just a more amplified self. You don't want to feel like you're wearing a costume on your wedding day. And you want to be comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of start from the head and work down. So if they like earrings, do you like small earrings or big earrings? I like big earrings. Okay. Well then let's, you know, try these. And then I always say, if you do big earrings, wearing a bracelet is a nice combo. And then if you do a small earring, um, you can do a necklace if you want or a smaller bracelet. But you don't want to have too much on at the same time. You have to balance it out. Especially if you have so much beading on your dress. Yes. 
I think you have to take the whole thing into account, your whole ensemble when you are styling. It's kind of like um, if you've ever built a house or if you've ever moved into a place, it's like putting the artwork on your walls after moving your furniture in. Like you have the big thing down, you have your wedding gown. Now you have to pick the things that are really going to make the wedding gown pop and you pop. So obviously veils are the thing for weddings. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I kind of think of CS the dress Atlanta when Monty says he's gonna jack you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They always just put the veil on. It oh, just of gets you know it gets the look going. But there are so many different types of veils. So can you yes. give a breakdown for us what the different styles are? Yeah. No, there are a lot of different veils. So I know that there's terminology, but some designers use different terminology. So I always start with, do you like a long veil or do you like a short veil? And I will say most of the time these days, brides are in favor of long veils, which I love because it definitely gives you some drama, especially if you don't have like a long train or anything like that. So most people, when they think of a long veil, they automatically say, I want a cathedral veil, which I always take as you probably just want a long veil because <laughs> a cathedral veil is so long. It's like Princess Diana long, and I don't yeah. think people realize that. What people, I think, tend to want with a long veil is what we call a chapel veil, which is typically like 110 inches long. So it's just slightly swooping on the ground past your dress. Mm, it'll probably go beyond your train a decent amount, but a cathedral veil will be like an extra 25 inches. So it'll be 135 inches. So if you want so that long. princess or queen look, if you're trying to emulate Princess Diana and Meghan Markle, yes. you get the cathedral. Yes. And then if you want a shorter veil, you know, you decide where you want it to hit based on like your dress. Veils are really customizable. So I think brides always need to remember that. If you like a certain veil, but you want it five inches shorter, we can do that. If you want it 10 inches shorter, you can do that. If you want it 20 inches longer, you can do that. If you want this veil, but with this other veil's trim, you can do that. So I think you have to go in knowing that you can really mix things up and you don't have to take things for face value. The other thing that's really coming back with veils that I love are blushers. And blushers are the piece that go over your face. And they've been pretty popular on the runways when I go to New York Bridal Market for the past couple years. Um, And I just think that they are so chic and so beautiful because the way they like encapsulate you, they are just like a statement piece. But if you're not a blusher type of person, you can put it back and it looks really pretty as a double layer layer veil as well. What about birdcage? They like come and go. Like birdcage are the type of netting that goes over your eyes just ever so slightly. So they're very, very short. I will say that birdcage veils are great if you want something a little more vintagey looking and you don't want something that's going to, you're going to have to take it off or figure out what to do with it after your ceremony. But yeah, I think they're very specific for a specific bride, but I will say that birdcage veils and lace look really pretty together. So if you have a lace gown and you think you want a birdcage veil, they look really pretty together. I was going to say, so is there a method to choosing what fabric of veil based off of your dress? 
Like if you have a tool or a lace. Mantillas. Mantillas, which I think are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a, a rule of thumb? Like if your dress is lace, you stick with this kind of fabric or not no, really? No, I think it's really like an art. And I think that's where styling and having somebody style you, like when people come into my shop, we take one appointment at a time. You have one dedicated person to you. And I think having somebody style you really helps because yes, it's like an interior designer. It's like when an interior designer can come into a room and, you know, say, I think you should have this. And I think you should have this because they're going to go so well together. And you think, oh, wow, I, I never even thought of that. And then it looks amazing and it looks curated. And it's funny because a lot of times my moms will ask me, how did you know that that veil would look so good with that dress? And I'm like, I don't know. It's it's just a <laughs> feeling. Like it's just yeah. an image in my head that I have and I just <laughs> put it together. I kind of did that with mine. So I ordered my veil online because I I just had in my head, I wanted stars on my veil because See? I have a thing for stars. And yeah. I found Rock and Roll Bride did a collaboration with Crown and Glory. So I just on a whim <laughs> ordered it online See? and hoped it would work with my dress, which was a high-low. Yeah. And I got really lucky because it was elbow length, a little like almost elbow length. Yeah. So it worked with the measurements, but you have to be careful, I think, with that too, because like if you have a short dress, yeah, a cathedral will not work with that. No. But a birdcage would be chic or yes. elbow, you know. Yes. No, I agree. I am big into proportions. Like I think fit of a wedding gown and proportions of a wedding gown and accessories are almost as important as the fabric because when you have something tailored to you or when you have the proportions correctly, it gives you that wow moment that you don't initially think about, but you'll notice when everything is correct. Now, there's other kinds of headpieces that I oh, think yeah. are amazing. Tell us some of the other options that we have. Yeah, so headbands are huge right now in the thicker, bigger headbands, and then they're embellished. Not so much the hair vines that we've been seeing for years, but the bigger headbands probably that we grew up wearing. I was to say very 80s. Yes. But chicer. Yes. Well, you've seen the ones that have like the knot on them now. Yeah, the, there's the knot and then I've seen pearls a lot. So pearls on like a big headband are huge. One of my designers, Untamed Petals, is coming out with like a bunch of crystal headbands with headband backing, like a headband with a bunch of crystals on it. And I think they're really pretty. Definitely not for the traditional bride right now. It'll be interesting to see like what happens because, you know, everything that goes around comes around. But right. Yeah, that's really something that's coming out. And then the other thing that I'm actually really excited about are crowns are coming back. Really? I know. Crowns and, and tiaras? They are. But I say it because they're coming back in, dare I say, like a more chic way. Not so much a... I want as much crystals on me as possible, but I'm seeing it and loving it with a really simple gown and a really beautiful crown with a long chapel veil with a blusher over it. And it just looks so good. It looks so good. So yeah, which is something that, uh, gosh, crowns have not been around. I mean, they weren't even really around when I opened my shop 10 years ago, so... 
I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say, I, aside from obviously the royal weddings, I can't right. even think of like a celebrity wedding that I've seen it used in since maybe Mariah Carey. <laughs> I know <laughs> when she was trying to emulate Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. And then combs and barrettes are still popular too, yep. right? Combs, barrettes, hairpins, things that you'll put in your hair the day of your wedding, and then typically you'll put your veil in with it, and then you'll take your veil out, but you'll still have your pretty hairpiece in, and you can either put it on the side of your head or in the back of your head. Um, But yes, something. So when you take your veil off, you still have something going on. Are we still seeing flower crowns or has that bohemian look fizzled out? I think we're starting to see it on the decline. I used to see flower crowns all the time and I love flower crowns. I think they're so pretty. Me too. But I think this is where the crown is coming in. Like we're taking, we're fizzling out the flower crown, but we're elevating it into a more crystallized crown. Oh, yes. So I think girls are doing the same idea. A lot of my flower crown brides would have a blusher over their face, but now they're doing it with crystals. So it's like elevated. And, you know, it makes sense because, well, the bohemian look will always be there, like that vintage lacy sheath. I consider it like the 1990s Calvin Klein look, but that clean, crisp, white or off-white dress look is so hot right now. Yeah, which, I mean, come on, guys, that's why I opened my shop. So I'm like so excited about right? it because I'm like, this is me. <laughs> want it (laughs) and then you can play then with your accessories more because you're not having all these this beating and well it's gorgeous you know it can be too much when you also have the accessories right yes so you just have to pick and choose we get a lot of brides which I love because I love her style um Carolyn Bissett Kennedy you know I want that very clean and very simple effortless Yes. But I still want to feel like a bride. And I think that's the tricky part of simple wedding gowns. And again, I think it's an art because you want a simple wedding gown, but you don't want it to feel like a red carpet gown. You still want it to feel like a wedding dress. Yes. But yeah, your accessories, you can do so much with when you have a simpler gown. I love that you brought up Carolyn Bissett Kennedy because her and that Narcissa Rodriguez was one of my inspirations when looking to shop. I love that you even know the designer. Oh, oh. yes. I am a wedding freak, you guys. I know, especially I love it. celebrity weddings. I love this. There's not many people that I can talk to about this. Oh, I will nerd out all day with you. Which I appreciate. Yes, that is one of my favorite wedding gowns ever. Right. Okay, let's work our way down and go back to jewelry. Yes. So what are some trends right now and options that brides have? So other trends that we're seeing are lots of gold. So I think silver and platinum is never going to go away because that's so timeless. We dabbled for a little bit in rose gold, I feel like. When I say we, I mean like we as a society. Yeah. Yeah. And now I think we've settled on yellow gold or silver. So we're seeing a lot of more gold, which I love. It's very warm. Yeah. And I always tell my brides because my brides are always asking like, if I have a gold engagement ring, do I need to have all gold jewelry? And I'm, I tell them no. Like, I think it's very curated and it looks very stylish when you are mixing your metals. It's not so like matchy-matchy, like you picked a sofa and love seat out of a catalog and then you bought the side tables and you know what I mean? Like yes. it, you want it to look more curated and not so 
I just bought this. Like these are room. your you, these are your personal pieces. Yes. Yes. That kind of look. Like you just threw on your grandma's earrings and you have your ring you bought at a shop. Yes. You want to be you. Yeah. And I feel like mixing your metals will definitely do that for you. And then the other thing we're seeing are lots of pearls lately and lots of floral embellishments. And when I say that, I mean like enamel flowers on like hair pieces or on earrings, even on some bracelets. I will say that I feel like big, chunky bracelets, I have not seen people wear those in a long time. It's a lot more dainty, a lot more simple. And same with earrings. I think we, for a while, did like big, giant, huge statement earrings. And I think we've come down and they're a little more understated, but still large. Or a lot of my brides are liking studs right now too, which I love. You can't go wrong with studs. I know. Are we still seeing uh, different colored gemstones? Like, I know I was on the hunt for emerald earrings, and I could not find any for my wedding, which worked out, but still. I think you have to do them sparingly. So my designer, Hot Bride, out of California, she uses all Skorowski crystals, and she can make any earring or bracelet with any type of jewel color that you want. And... I don't see as much in the darks like we used to, like the emeralds and the sapphires, but people will do ever so slightly light-colored stones that play off the clear stones. So there's like a stone that we have. It's called light silk, and it has an ever so slight gold hue to it. And it looks really pretty next to a regular clear stone. It kind of like makes them pop even more. Yeah. But no, I don't think that dark colors. I'm not seeing that nearly as much as I used to. What do you think are the most popular colors in accessories right now? I mean, you mentioned the gold and and Mm -hmm. silver, but with the floral designs, for example, there's any kind of hints of pink or purples that are really standing out? So like the florals, the enamel florals, they're really, really pale blushes and really, really pale purples, but like ever so slight, like you probably even wouldn't tell. It just like adds dimension to them. But yeah, Not anything really heavy or dark, light and bright. Continuing to work our way down. Yeah. What are some more accessories that we can do with the outfit? Belts are obviously still in. Not as much as they used to be. So I think belts are on the decline, which I am totally fine with because, again, I think – I don't think every single gown needs a belt. I think it can elevate a dress, but I also think that they look beautiful without one. So I think belts are not nearly as big as they used to be. I think people are just really going back to like the simpler accessories and the simpler gowns. And when I say simple, I don't mean that like you don't have anything on. It's just maybe it's an all over pattern. So it makes it a little more simple. Okay, but belts... The satin simpler belts are still very popular, something that's not totally bejeweled, but it finishes off the dress. It hides a seam or something. And then um, if we keep going down, shoes. So for a long time, people wanted colored shoes. I don't know if you have seen that or saw that. I had purple shoes for mine. See? But I had a high-low, so I definitely made my shoes this you know, the focal point. Well, yeah, I feel like if you have a high-low dress, that's like one of the huge benefits. You get to have amazing shoes. But I feel like the trend of colored shoes is also going down. I'm seeing a lot more brides stick with the neutrals of ivories or even champagnes or light gold or silver. A few of my brides are doing a colored shoe at their reception to be a little more fun. 
But yeah, I think everything is kind of like going back to the the classic. Yeah, the classic bride is definitely back and I am all for it. (laughs) What about like the other fun elements that we've seen, like the capes and the denim jackets and the tuxedo jackets and all of that? So I think capes are starting to filter into the Midwest. So capes have been around when I go to New York bridal market for a while. And capes in Europe are huge. And I think that's just part of their culture. They've always had capes. And I think that we're just seeing it. My one designer, Pronovius, they're out of Spain. And they are huge on capes. And I think they are beautiful. Capes can come in different styles, too. You can have a simple cape. And it can have no embellishments on it. And it can just be on your shoulders. You can have other capes that have a lot of florals or laces on them, which a lot of brides decide if they want to do a cape or if they want to do a veil. I have had some brides do both. So yeah, you just really have to decide like how dramatic you want to be. But I love capes. I think they're beautiful. They definitely make a statement. You have to be probably that person that has that maybe bolder Yes. Trendy personality. Yes, I would agree. And then denim jackets. I feel like in the Midwest, we will always love our denim jackets because we're always going to love our more rustic barn weddings. And we're always cold. And we're always cold. (laughs) And I think that the denim jacket is always going to live with the rustic weddings. And I don't think we'll ever get away from rustic weddings because we're the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. Any other looks that we should consider that we haven't mentioned yet? Oh, necklaces. I was going to mention necklaces. Necklaces are something that are a great thing for you to borrow, I always say, because I feel like grandmas and moms, they typically always have some sort of smaller pendant with just like a single diamond or something like that that you can wear. We also have seen bigger necklaces come back. Remember, remember, like, way, remember, I'm like, do you remember, like, Six years ago, seven years ago, like big chunky necklaces were like all the rage. Yes. Maybe it was even more than that. Maybe it was like nine or eight. Uh, or maybe much, yeah. Um, but like the bigger, chunkier necklaces, they're not so much chunky anymore, but people are getting more excited about a bigger collar necklace. Oh, kind of like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, <laughs> vibe. Maybe not like crocheted and not like But super like that big. kind of like. Yeah, like where it just sits right on your collarbone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe more of a single pattern. It's not that chunky, like bobble look. It's yeah. more slim, but it sits on your collarbones. So, yeah, that's coming back. And I love that look. I think it's so pretty. That's very cool. Yeah. Just to break it all down, what are the do's and don'ts of accessorizing? Oh, I mean, with anything in your wedding, there are no do's and don'ts. You have to decide, you have to decide what's you and what makes you excited. I always tell my brides, I want you to be so excited about your gown, about your accessories, that you cannot wait for people to see you in them and you cannot wait to put them on again. You get a gut feeling with everything. And I tell my brides this all the time too. Go with your gut. What is your gut telling you? And everybody has a gut. You just have to quiet your mind to actually listen to it. What is going to make you super excited and not second guess yourself. That's no, that honestly is the best advice that yeah. you can give. Go with your gut. Just go with your gut. Yeah. Cause you know what you want. It's just, you need to articulate that. Okay. Little fun thing for you. Yeah. What is your all time favorite celebrity look and your least favorite celebrity wedding look? 
Okay, well, I mean, we already talked about probably my favorite is Carolyn Bissette Kennedy. I mean, I just loved her dress and everything about it. And then my least favorite. Okay, remember the Vera wing that Kim Kardashian wore with to the guy that she was <laughs> to Chris Humphreys? Thank you. I couldn't yes, think of his name. Yes, that fitted strapless with that poof and that veil. I'm not a big Marlo Brando headband type person. But, no. And that's a very um, 80s thing. Yeah. I mean, I know everything comes around, goes around, or goes around, comes around, but maybe not everything should. <laughs> <laughs> I know. From that wedding, I actually loved her bridesmaids dresses more than I loved her wedding gown. I agree. And that was a great shade of purple. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's probably it. Those are great picks. <laughs> Any final advice for brides planning their wedding? For accessories specifically, think about your timeline because it's not something that you really think about until it's too late. So accessories, most of the time, unless you're buying them online from somewhere, they are made to order. So they are not stocked, which is great for a myriad of reasons. It cuts down on waste and, you know, you get something that's custom and it's brand new. But you need to take that into consideration because accessories typically take like 8 to 12 weeks to come in. And I don't think that a lot of people think about that. No, it's important to know. Yeah. So timeline is a huge thing. And then really don't stress. Don't stress. Like it's all going to work out. (laughs) Like anything in life. Don't stress. Right? Especially for COVID. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I know. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us. Of How can we get more information on you and your store? Yeah. Well, one, thank you for having me. I loved being here. And two, yes, you can check us out on our website, somethingwhitebridal.com. And we have all of our information about appointments, accessory appointments. And we actually have an accessory event coming up in November. It's called Bubbles and Bling. We typically do it once a year in April, but... April was a little crazy this year, guys, (laughs) and we were closed. So we actually decided to do it again in November, and it's a great time where we bring in a ton more accessories than we usually do, and everything is at a discount, and it's fun, and you get to see a lot of stuff. So, And there's always also discounts and incentives and fun things like that. And then we'll be there to help you with all your styling questions. (laughs) It'll be so fun. Yeah, it is. It's a good time. Well, thank you so much again, Rebecca. Of course. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineers Sean Rule Hoffman and Declan Roars. Don't forget to enjoy the journey.